blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. Today, we have two colossal quiz commanders. In one corner, we have the host of the podcast, Things That Are Blank, Tricky Nikki Groves. <laughs> What's going on? Remind the folks at home uh, who you are and why you are so awesome. Um, oh, God. I thought this was a shorter version podcast. You really want to go into the whole thing? Or uh, do we have enough time uh, for let, that? Let, let, just bullet points. Just bullet <laughs> All right. points. Uh, I am the host of Things That Are Blank on the Oaks Media Group, uh, which is an awesome podcast and everybody should absolutely check it out. Um, and uh, I run trivia in Washington, D.C. Again, finally, we just relaunched in the beginning of <laughs> September uh, and and once again are hosting live events for the first time in 19 months. Uh, District Trivia is the name of the company here. And uh, yeah, if you're ever in D.C., check it out. That's right. Nick, I don't know if I've ever told you, but Things That Are Blank is actually my daughter's favorite podcast. Uh, really? That's amazing. Yeah, she loves to play along. She loves to play along with How old is she? Nine. Nine. Yeah, I do really well in the, uh, in, the in the four to 12 age range. There you that's, go. that's my key demographic. They love it. All right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not creepy this at all. Is, I, think this is, uh, I think this is Nick's fourth time on the show. Uh, first time in our new format, but Nick, you have been running through the Oaks Media Group people. I believe you beat uh, Ben. Was it, it was either Ben or Carmella. I can't remember. And then beat Jonathan. And then also beat Tim. Oh shit! And then you beat me. Uh, no, so you're giving me a little bit more credit than credit is due. I did. I did end up beating Jonathan, uh, and then I beat. Uh, oh no, sorry, I beat Tim Edwards to start. Yeah, and that was I didn't beat Tim Edwards. Tim Edwards lost to himself, yeah. and I just happened to be on the other side of the bracket. Uh, and then I uh, I did end up beating Jonathan, and I did beat you. Yeah, so yeah. I am three and zero. Oh. Yeah, like I mean. Could you imagine being having three wins on such an amazing uh, uh, <laughs> trivia show? Like three wins on this quality of a trivia show? There's nobody that could do better than me. Well, I, I appreciate the segue because in the other corner, we have a full-blooded Jeopardy champion. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, Katie the Nick Killer Sakelski. <laughs> going down katie please tell the folks at home why you are so awesome hello i'm katie i uh run a mail-based trivia competition called the inkling once or twice a year uh next one will be uh launching uh, for registration in october and mailing in november i also uh collaborate with the oaks media group on the annual uh everyday q a desk calendar triviacalendar.net uh, sometimes I'm on that things that are blank show is, is, a, is a celebrity. Uh, and, uh, and I won Jeopardy three times in June. Very awesome. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories 
focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I need to know our contestants just a little bit better. You know, it's getting into fall. We're almost there. And fall, I think warm food, comfort. So I want to know from you two, what is your favorite type of pie? Not the math kind. <laughs> um, so this is, again, every time I come on to the show, you all ask a question. And I think I say the same thing every time. This is a very easy question. Uh, I, I, I know that it's, it's fall. I know that this may be the, the gimme answer for fall, but the, the correct answer is pumpkin. Pumpkin pie is by far the best pie that is out there on the market. Um, it's not just good now. I, let me let me put it to you this way. I am 43 years old, and I do not like cake. I am not a fan of cake, okay? So every year since my seventh birthday, my family gives me a pumpkin pie on my birthday with candles in it instead of cake because pumpkin is the best of the pies. Nick, when is your birthday? It's in August. Okay. That seems a little early to even be able to find pumpkin in the stores because it disappears from the shelves for like nine months of the year. Oh, yeah. No, they buy they buy cans in advance that's, just to that's make wonderful. sure it's on hand. Yeah. <laughs> Your family loves you. They do. I don't know why. <laughs> Nobody's been able to figure that out yet. Uh, and also, Nick, for, for the first time in, in, in your life, uh, you're correct. Pumpkin pie is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to pick up right. a backup answer? To <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a backup answer. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I definitely prefer a, uh, a, a creamy pie to a, a fruity pie uh, in general uh, outside of pumpkin, which is kind of, I'm going to say in between. Uh, so I think my, my backup, um, I think I'm going to go banana cream pie. All right. So uh, I am in agreement with Nick in that I am a 40-year-old man who does not really like cake all that much. Cake is uh, overrated. I don't eat a lot of cake. It, I, I kind of agree. Short kind skirt, of long jacket. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so we're going the distance. Um, unfortunately, both of you are incorrect. The best pie is a pecan pie. Yeah. However, given the choice... I'd actually rather have a banana cream pie. Oh, you cannot. No, absolutely so not. She Katie agreed is going to get to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, Nick, this is not about you or her. It's about me. So Katie's going to get to pick first in round one. Katie, what category would you like? All right. Um, let's take literature. Mm, literature. And your decade is the 70s. This 1976 gothic horror novel was in turn based on a short story the author wrote around 1968 and centers on vampire Louis de Pont de Lac, who tells the story of his life to a reporter. Uh, what is, what is, oh my gosh, okay, I don't need to do that. In the zone, I, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Interview with a vampire. 
Interview with a Vampire is correct. All right. Oh, I made a... That's not the right spot. There we go. You can just call me Mike Richards. Oh, wait. No, never mind. We got two others. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right, Nick, what category would you like? Uh, Let's go with uh, movies. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. This 1965 British musical comedy adventure film, I'll say that again, musical comedy adventure film, directed by Richard Lester, follows a well-known group that's struggling to record their new album while trying to protect their drummer from a sinister cult and a pair of mad scientists all of whom were obsessed with obtaining one of his rings. So much information in there. Yeah, um, I, that's how I roll. So I think this was this was the impetus for the commitments in the 80s. Uh, it, but it was a Beatles movie, wasn't it? Was it Help? Is that your guess? Yeah, my guess is Help. Help is correct. Nice. All right, and back to Katie. All right, uh, let's go Toys and Games. Toys and Games? We're heading to the 80s. Please don't be video games. <laughs> <laughs> Made by Nintendo. I'm kidding. It's not that. Damn it. <laughs> sold, by, sold by Tonka starting in 1984, these plush canines came in their own cardboard home, complete with an adoption certificate. Pound puppies. Pound puppies yep. is correct. I think our mother still has my pound puppy from when I was like <laughs> six, six years old. I'm yeah. pretty sure mine's still in my childhood bedroom. I don't know if I actually had one, but I definitely like I can clearly picture it. So if I didn't have one, someone I knew had one. <laughs> yep. All right, Nick. Uh, let's go with television. TV. And we'll be in the 2000s. Ooh. Survivor is one of the biggest shows in reality television having started in 2000 and still running today with 40 seasons. What does host Jeff Probst say after a contestant has extinguished their torch? Oh, I was a huge fan of this when it originally came out. I remember hearing about the premise of the show, and there was a whole debate on the, the radio broadcast about um, uh, what was the one item you could bring to the island. Remember, that was a big thing at the beginning. You got one item that you could bring in. Um, it was, uh, you've been voted off. You've been voted out of the tribe. You've been voted off the Island. You've been voted. Mm, uh, you've been voted out. I think is what is going to happen. You've been voted out is incorrect. Katie, can you steal? Maybe. Is there like best wrong answer points? <laughs> so I can't say, I, I can't do the dog voice and say exterminate. No. Okay. No. Um, I think the, he says, I believe the tribe has voted, but then I think there's a second sentence, which is probably what you're going for. And I might be even wrong on that. So I'm going to say you must leave the island. It's you not must leave the island. Can I get another guess? Because she just cued me into what it is. She, yeah. Is incorrect. <laughs> All right, Nick, what, do you, what is it's, the correct uh, the answer? The tribe has spoken. The tribe, ah. the tribe has spoken. Yeah. Oh, okay. There is not a second sentence, but I didn't have the first sentence right, so it's fine. Yep. Right. I mean, it's not fine. But right. Jeff, Jeff, Probst, Jeff Probst got me my favorite pizza I've ever had in Los Angeles. Uh, we were actually filming a director I was working with, was friends with him, and he had like the perfect backyard for a pickup shot that we needed. So we went to, the back of his, to his backyard, and he got us lunch, and literally it was like the most phenomenal pizza I've ever had, and he was a super <laughs> nice dude. <laughs> 
It's awesome. That's my Jeff Probst story. <laughs> you get to go to his house. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are back to Katie. Oh, right. I get to pick a thing. Uh, fashion. And your decade is the 60s. Jackie Kennedy wasn't sick when she helped popularize what small hat with a flat crown, straight upright sides, and no brim? Pillbox. Pillbox hat is correct. Let's go with food. Right to it. Deleting my 60s fashion question that I had, John, because <laughs> it was that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, food for Nick. And it'll be in the 80s. Doritos. The messy tortilla chip with intense flavors came out in the mid 1960s, but in 1986, the brand released this hip flavor, and life hasn't been the same since. Uh, 1980s is the debut of the Blue Bag, I believe, which is Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch is correct. Yeah. By far the superior flavor no, of Doritos. No, no, ridiculous. No, it is absolutely the superior flavor. All the flavors are my, fine. You're not my brother. They're all John. fine. <laughs> so in, in, in foreign countries, are, are Cool Ranch Doritos still Cool Ranch Doritos? Because there's no ranch dressing in foreign countries. That's known as American dressing. I Actually, I, now, that, now that you say that phrase, I feel like I have seen a picture of a bag that said Cool American Doritos. I am not so. joking. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, when I go to foreign countries, I don't try to buy American foods. I try oh. to buy. I try to get foods that they have. I mean, that's that. That's one good way to go. But I have eaten in an American style diner in Edinburgh, Scotland, and it was amazing. <laughs> like it was just like at random, Americans chosen and like plastered all over the wall. Like you walk in, <laughs> by a sign that says in quotes, "Please wait to be seated" with a picture of John Wayne and JFK. <laughs> it's amazing. There is also Most interesting thing. Oh, sorry. Getting no, I was just going to say there's there's a there's a thing that I'm subscribed to. It's called the Snack of the Month Club, um, and it's it's snacks from around the world. So basically you get a box with the with a, from a different country every month. And it has like five or six or seven different bags of chips or candies or whatever mm-hmm. that they give you. And uh, it's it's amazing. They're so good. Sounds pretty great. The yeah. most interesting thing I ever had as far as snack goes was I was in Germany and I had Peking duck flavored Pringles. Hmm. That sounds okay. so good. Yeah. I'd it was, give it a it try. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. All right. Uh, I think we are back to Katie. Yes. That sounds right. Uh, let's go with slang. Okay. Going way back to the 50s. Katie, if I asked you to put an egg in your shoe and beat it, what am I asking you to do? Uh, leave. <laughs> leave or go away is correct. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I had never heard the first half of that. that I haven't either. Well, now you know. That's the uh, knowing is half the battle. Yeah, that's the little known uh, uh, beginning of the title to the Michael Jackson song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Nick. All what right. category would you like? Uh, let's go with. Uh, news and politics. News and politics. Hey, and we're doing the 90s. After surrendering to U.S. forces, who famously blared heavy metal music for days outside of his Panama City hideout, this Panamanian dictator was flown to Miami on January 4th 
to face federal drug trafficking and money laundering charges. Uh, in the is this in this is the nineties, right? This is nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety nineties. Panama was Noriega. Noriega is correct. Yeah. Bienvenido, uh, ami ami. Yeah, I would say. All right, Katie. Left we have sports, music, sports. Oh 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 oh! I had a choice. Sorry, I was you, thinking you, you. that was the last one. You no, never mind. I didn't say sports. I said music. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the sixties. Name the band who created a whirlwind with their song Telstar, being the first British group to achieve a number one hit on the U.S. Billboard Top 100 in December of 1962. Doesn't sound like a Beatles song, but <laughs> I really do not know the answer to this. Uh, I'm just going to say the Beatles, but I know that's wrong. The Beatles is incorrect. Nick, can you steal? I believe the first foreign band to have a top uh, Billboard song was the Tornadoes. Is that correct? The Tornadoes is correct whirlwind band i see what you did there yeah try to give some hints yeah i could not have told you the name of the song but i do know that the tornadoes are the first to get a billboard hit i when i looked this or when i saw this i looked up the song i was like oh this is going to be a song i know no No. nothing yeah i don't think i i have ever ever heard of that's literally or or the band so that's not yeah yeah, i was gonna say that's not that's not a thing that i know it's just a trivia fact that's stuck in my head yeah. Mm-hmm. A good thing to have in my head now. So thank you. <laughs> All right. And I believe Nick is stuck with sports. Yep. He is. And it's the 90s. Before 1994, no eighth seeded team had ever beaten a one seed in the NBA playoffs. Unfortunately for the first place Seattle Supersonics, they were upset by what Northwest Division team? Northwest division of the NBA in the what 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 decade was it? This is 1994. Northwest division. That is what I said. So Supersonics. Um, Detroit's not in the West. Supersonics. The Timberwolves. The uh, Clippers. No, not the Clippers. Thanks for giving me some options for when you. Yeah, use this. I know. <laughs> the Wizards. The Bullets. The uh, the Knicks. Those are all north northeast. Northwest, Southeast, the Heat. It's definitely the Heat. Um, well, if it's Bienvenido not the Miami. Heat, yeah, <laughs> maybe um, uh, Houston. Uh, there's the Michigan Wolverines. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna help. I, I know. Okay, you know what you're doing. Never mind. <laughs> um, uh, let's say the Kings. The Kings. Is incorrect. Katie, can you steal? Um, uh, The Jazz. The Jazz, which in my opinion has no business being in Salt Lake City, is also incorrect. Oh, that's a good guess. The correct answer is the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Geographically, Katie, I think you were closer. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. <sighs> All right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? We are locked in. 40 to 40. It's a tie going into our half. All right. So Katie got to pick first in round one. That means, Nick, you get to pick for her first in round two. What category do you want to give her? Um. Well, I know it's one of her strengths, but let's go ahead and go right back to sports. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the decade is the 80s. This Royal was called out in a 1983 game against the Yankees when pine tar was discovered on his bat following a home run. It was later overturned by American League president Lee MacPhail. Okay, so we're a royal athlete, not like a member of the royal family. Uh, okay, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Kansas City Royals. There's... Can I name any? She totally yes. would use pine tar. <laughs> uh, um, I'm coming up blank. Just being able to name a member the Kansas City Royals like ever. I was going to say I've, I've only got one in the 80s. So if you guess him, I've got nothing. <laughs> and oh, I don't no, know. No, I'm not right going not. to. Okay. Because I am about to say Smith. Smith is incorrect. Nick, can you steal? The one Kansas City Royal from the 80s that I can name is Brett. George Brett is correct. That's right. I remember I have seen I, the I've footage of him like getting super mad uh when they when they call him out for the pine tar. That's right. Yeah, I actually only learned when researching this question that they actually overturned the decision later. Yeah. Because apparently the uh, illegality of pine tar in a bat has nothing to do with its ability to grip the ball or anything like that. It's how f- it has to, well, it has to do with smudging the ball and then having to throw away a ball costing them money. So cause, <laughs> because they, if they put the pine tar on the ball, then the pitcher can't use it because now there's pine tar right. on the ball. It's sticky. So that... It, it was not necessarily against the spirit of the game that the pine tar was on. So that was his reasoning anyway. Right. I mean, pine tar on a bat, I think is, like you said, I think it's always been legal. It's where on the bat you're allowed to put it. Like if it goes above, you know, like the blue line on a bat, like if the mm-hmm. pine tar goes above that line, which is the head of the bat, then it's it's too far. All right. Uh, Katie, what category do you want to give to Nick? Oh, I think I think Nick is just going to absolutely uh, smash the the fashion question you're about to ask him. You see now I dress, you know. <laughs> I mean, mostly I only see you from the shoulders up. So. <laughs> and the decade is the 50s. What slim fitting skirt with a straight narrow cut is usually hemmed just below the knee and was popular with rockabilly teen girls in the 50s? Uh, read it again. What slim fitting skirt with a straight narrow cut, usually hemmed just below the knee, was popular with rockabilly rockabilly teen girls in the fifties? I unbelievably, I have two answers for this question, and I don't know which way to go. Uh, I'm going to say poodle skirt. Poodle skirt is incorrect. <sighs> Katie, can you steal? I'm going to say with. A variable level of confidence. Pencil skirt. Pencil skirt is correct. I hate this stupid coin. Poodle <laughs> <laughs> uh, skirts are not slim fitting. That's that's what. No, I yeah, that's yeah. well, it's it's pencil skirts are popular with with rockabilly teens in the fifties. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's right. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that was I wasn't absolute... there in the fifties, so maybe they. <laughs> I, I'm assuming they were, but I can't right. really. I read it on the internet, Nick. Right? No, it's it's just sure it's fine. Yeah, I guess I guess poodle skirts were more like the like the the preppy girls, like the yeah yeah. That's I don't associate poodle skirts with rockabillies. I associate that with like the preppy girls sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just I had pencil skirt until you said you know popular with whatever, and that threw me, and I'm angry at myself and Katie. 
All right. Uh, Katie, you got the steal. And now, Nick, you have to pick for her. Uh, let's go music. Okay. And decade is the 80s. All right. Well, this is a lyric question, but I call this one Shakespeare a song. I used a Shakespeare translator to convert some lyrics uh, into sort of a faux Shakespearean thing, and then you need to tell me the name of the song okay. based on the lyrics. Welcometh to thine life, there nay turning backeth, co-equal while we catch but a wink, we shall findeth thee. Hmm. I I am so bad at lyrics, especially especially lyrics for songs that didn't come out while I was in middle school or high school. Um, and I'm sure Nick is going to have it, but I don't. I I have nothing. Pass. All right, Nick, can you steal? Uh, no. Read it again. Welcometh to thine life. There's nay turning backeth. Co-equal while we catch but a wink. We shall findeth thee. I could definitely guess like what the regular translation is, but that didn't help me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's it's uh all right, so so she can't steal, so I can talk out loud. All right, so there's it's obviously a dreaming, sleeping, dreaming, right? Being together. Um get out of my dreams, get into my car. Is that your guess? Yeah. That is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Adam, do you have a, a hint? I, I mean, I, I'm pretty certain from the first one, the welcome to, to uh, your, your life. life. It's everybody wants to uh, rule right, the world. There's right. no turning sure. back. Uh, yeah, it's everybody uh, wants to rule the world. All right. You've done the uh, chorus in Shakespeare. I, I might have had it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we don't like to be too easy here on Throwback Trivia. Hey, you speak for like yourself. You I'm pretty too. easy. <laughs> for, for, for lyrics questions, there's no such thing as too easy for me. Uh, I'll still miss them. Uh, all right, Adam. I'm already lost. Where are we? Uh, I believe. Oh, never mind. Katie, you tell him because you probably know more than we do. Uh, yeah, I'm picking. I'm picking for Nick. Um, See? There's no See? probably, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give. That's give, why we host trivia. Exactly. Give Nick a slang question. Okay. The decade is the '60s. When things aren't going your way and you're a little sad about it, that's this one-word phrase. It stems from a two-word phrase meaning to be treated unfairly. Uh, you're looking for the one-word phrase, right? Bummed. That is correct. Bummed or bummer is correct. Uh. Stems from the two-word phrase bum rap. All right, Nick, what do you want to give to Katie? Not that one. Um, let's go with toys and games, and I'd like to request a video game. Oh, <laughs> well, fortunately, that's not how this works. Oh, can't hurt. Be per- particularly tough back in the '60s when there weren't too many around. I was gonna say that'd be an easy question. <laughs> space War is a space combat video game Whoa. developed in 1962 by Steve Russell and was written for the newly installed DEC PEP1 mini computer at what New England School of Higher Learning? Oh, uh, I mean, that's going to have to be MIT. It's going to have to be MIT. <laughs> yep. Nice. We had doing a single so 2000s well. yet, by the way. <laughs> uh, there was one. one. We did TV Pops. from 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I missed. 
Well, technically, you both missed, yeah. so don't feel bad there, Nick. All right, uh, Katie, what do you want to give to Nick? Uh, news and politics to Nick. <laughs> news and politics to Nick. And your decade is the 2000s. Pope John Paul II died at, at the Vatican on April 2nd, 2005, and was replaced by Joseph Ratzinger, who took what papal name? Was uh, Greg Gregory? Gregory. Gregory is incorrect. Katie, can you steal? Uh, do you need the number with it? I don't necessarily need it. Or just the Pope name? Just the Pope right, name. Is uh, give me Benedict. I'll give you Benedict Jeez. is correct. He's always, I always thought he was kind of funny because I imagined him with like egg and a hollandaise on top. <laughs> <laughs> what, was there a number with it? Was it like Benedict the eighth? Like it's the sixteenth. Sixteenth, yeah. Sixteenth, okay. I'm yeah. glad I didn't go with a number. Thank you for allowing me to get away with that. <laughs> All right, uh, Katie got the steal, and Nick, you got to pick a category for her. Uh, let's go with uh, food. Okay. The decade is the seventies. What bite-sized peanut butter candy wrapped in a candy shell was released by the Hershey Company in nineteen seventy-eight? I'm allergic to peanuts, and I wasn't alive in the 70s. <laughs> um, is, is this what a goober is? I'm going to say goober. Goober is incorrect. Nick, can you steal? I believe it's E.T.'s favorite candy. That would be Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces is correct. <sighs> I, that flashed through my mind, but I, for some reason, didn't think that was Hershey. So that was, that was my bad. All right, Katie, what do you want to give to Nick? Oh, uh, give him TV. Okay. Decade is the 80s. Name this 1983 TV miniseries about aliens who come to Earth to ask for our help and a few, sus and a few suspicious humans who discover their horrific true intentions. Hugo Weaving was not involved. I like your clue, John. I like Shh, the cut of your jib, Adam. That it was a clue. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, oh no, no, there was a clue no it's obviously a clue. But okay, all right. Hugo Weaving movies, The Matrix. No, that's ridiculous. Uh oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, Natalie Portman. Uh, uh, v. V is correct. <laughs> uh, I ruined that one. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I knew it was a clue. I was yes, just trying to uh, figure out which movie to go to to eliminate. All right. Um, what do we have left? Do we just have movies left? Uh, movies movies are lit. lit. Yep, and it's my movies choice. So Yes. Uh, movies. Okay. And the decade is the 50s. On June 22, 1950, a pamphlet entitled Red Channels was published. It identified 151 entertainment industry professionals, including Burgess Meredith and Stella Adler, in the context of them sympathizing with what? Communism. Communism or fascism is correct. All right, and that leaves Nick with literature. literature. Yep. Yes, it does. Here's to hoping it's a comic book question. Mm -hmm. There you go. And it's in the 80s. Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman created this now-iconic comic book team that has penetrated pop culture with multiple movies, TV shows, and video games. The uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is correct. This is the appropriate kind of literature. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score? 
Well, as per usual, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle knowledge really helps, and that gave Nick the edge, and he is up 90 to Katie's 80. Uh. All right, so Nick, that means you get to pick your category first going into the final round. Which one do you want? Uh, let's go with movies. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Uh, and I'll take TV. All right. Okay. It's probably what John and I probably typically would pick or, or music <laughs> thrown in there. And the decade will be the 60s. So she's 60s right. TV and I'm 90s movies. Well, but yes. you, you both 80s. have to get them. You both have yeah, to answer no, both questions. It, it was 80s movies, wasn't it? Was it 80s or 90s? It was 80s. 80s, 80s movies. Okay. So based on 80s movies and 60s TV, please lock in your bid. Oh, she has so much experience coming up with these stupid bids she's studied yeah. it <laughs> i she's did spent, but there's less spent. at stake here so who knows what i'm gonna do is there though is there, is there? <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, uh, that's the uh that's the cheyenne fletcher uh theory of betting yeah which is it's all made up so i'm just gonna do what i want and it, it worked out for him yeah. last time yeah that was a fun episode katie's basically adopted this as a career <laughs> <laughs> One that uh, paid off for a short period of time and will never pay off again. <laughs> you got my bid, Adam? Oh. Oh, I you just know. have to write it down. Oh. You don't have to send it. Okay. Well, I now I know. Yep, I see it. Again. I believe you, Nick. No paper. Yeah, but the question is, do you believe in me? <laughs> Against right. Kelly, Katie? Right. I'm not so sure. Because you can tell by my wager that I do. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that's not what I wanted. Is it what I wanted to do? I don't know. I, yeah. I'm in. It's fine. No, nothing in your books about going up head to head against me, is there? There's no. not. <laughs> Ask, tell Andy Saunders to put a new page on the, uh, yeah. the Jeopardy when... fan about bidding against Nick Groves. Right. All right. Here is your uh, 80s movie question. When you combine the actors who played the Karate Kid, Dalton the Bouncer, Sam Seaborn, and Maverick, you get this 1983 film. And your 60s TV question? Actress Tina Louise is best known for playing what character on the show Gilligan's Island? While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to do a quick plug for BFOP. Go to BFOPnetwork.com, but also make sure you check out Things That Are Blank. Nick is an awesome host. He uh, does a fantastic show. And then go to TriviaCalendar.net to pick up a calendar that Katie helped uh, put together. So uh, we support the Oaks Media Group. We love those guys. We love Katie. We love Nick. We love everybody over there. So make sure you guys check out their their stuff. Yeah, seriously, on the calendars, you've got to as soon as they're up for sale, which is which is an important date to know. You have to buy them because if you don't, there's literally a secondary black market and aftermarket <laughs> on these calendars because they're going to sell out like ridiculously fast. Nick, they're already for sale. Yeah. No, I, I know. I've already bought oh, okay. three. I've already I mean, pre-order still. We yeah. don't actually have them in yet. but. And you should buy them in bulk because one's 25, but two is 20. And, you know, just the savings right. pound up, you know, compile up when you buy more and more. So, so honestly, it. it's better than the stock market is going to be by the time this episode <laughs> airs. I mean, the, the demand for the calendars is going to skyrocket. So you might as well put your money in calendars. That's my <laughs> advice for the day. Yep. Okay. I got my funny answer. I'm locked in. <laughs> All right. 
All right, Katie, since you were behind, why don't you go ahead and give us your answers to the questions? Uh, yeah, okay. So for the movie one, I did um, something that is uh, not an 80s movie whatsoever, but it does have four parts to it, just like your question did. So I wrote Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy. All right. Uh, and I named at random, more or less, a... Uh, a female character from Gilligan's Island and wrote Marianne. All right. And Nick, what are your answers? Uh, Karate Kid is Ralph Macchio. Dalton the Bouncer would be Patrick Swayze. Sam Seaborn is Rob Lowe's character from The West Wing. And what was the last one? Oh, Maverick, obviously. Tom Cruise from Top Gun. You put those four together, and that is the wonderful, the amazing Outsiders movie. Uh, and then I also picked a random character from Gill- random female character from Gilligan's Island and went ginger. All right. I was uh, sorry. Yeah. For the movie question, I was fully expecting the correct answer to be like four words put together. <laughs> so that was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would have I, I wouldn't have gotten there anyway. But yeah, I was expecting those names to literally make up the title of oh, the title of a movie <laughs> as opposed to being a title group, which makes sense. I, I'm not I'm not complaining you know about what? the writing. I'm complaining about my my own comprehension. Katie, I <laughs> yeah, I think I think that the where you missed is that that would have made an amazingly well-written question and <laughs> therefore not going to happen on this podcast. Not on yeah, this you're, podcast. <laughs> you're giving me way too much credit. Not if I have anything to say about it. Yeah. All right, for the 80s movie question, the eight, uh, the movie in question is indeed The Outsiders. A huge cast of up-and-coming actors at that point who were uh, really good. See Thomas Howell, Thomas, I think, yeah, also Thomas in that Howell. one. Matt Dillon's in it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Diane Lane. Uh, um, Emilio Estevez, also in that one. Yeah. And for the 60s TV question, actress Tina Louise is best known for playing the character... Of Ginger Grant. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> my, the coin my, helped me there. So I, I said mine was at random. My logic was actually uh, Tina and Louise are uh, the two of the children on Bob's Burgers, and Marianne was the brunette, <laughs> and the characters right. on Bob's Burgers are brunettes. So. <laughs> that's a solid well, logic. That's yeah. actually, yeah, that's way better than what I did. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, not going to be a lot of mystery in this one, but let's go ahead and go through it. Katie, how much did you wager? Uh, I wagered 21, leaving me with a total of 59. All right. And Nick, how uh, much did you wager? I put the uh, the wager in that absolutely shows how much faith I have in myself as a trivia player. I wagered nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, you shouldn't have shouldn't be too hard to do that math because Katie did the most difficult part for you. Exactly. What is our final score? Uh, with a score of ninety to fifty nine, the Nick Killer couldn't get the job done. <laughs> Nick Groves continues his streak. Of I need a new nickname. Yeah, that's just, what, what's really amazing though is that Katie and I made a bet beforehand that uh, whoever wins this gets uh, all of her Jeopardy winnings. Ah, so. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Was she aware of this? Was it, I, I don't think that's really relevant. <laughs> All right. Uh, Katie, since this is your first time on the podcast, we're going to go ahead and let you uh, do any uh, any more shout outs or anything you'd like to do. Oh, I did. I did all of the shout outs at the beginning. So, yeah, uh, check out inklingtrivia.com and triviacalendar.net. All right. And four-time champion, Nick Groves, what have you got to say? 
All right. So, uh, yeah, check out if you're ever in D.C., check out District Trivia. Um, I wrote a book. It's called We Don't Know Either. It's a uh, trivia night uh, between two covers. So uh, check it out. There's uh, some jokes in there. Some of them are funny. Most of them aren't. I wrote it. <laughs> uh, the uh, other cool thing that we are working on uh, right now is that if you are hosting trivia anywhere, if you are a bar or venue owner, or if you are just somebody who works for a big giant company and they don't pay you enough, uh, check out Triviamatic. Triviamatic.com is a website that you can go to. It is an app that I have built uh, that will allow you to host a trivia night uh, fully digitally uh, on, on people's phones. They write answers. It is nice and uh, um, socially distant and capable of keeping people uh, away from each other. And uh, it's an awful lot of fun. So Triviamatic.com, check that out. All right. Well, that's Adam, and I'm John. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.